0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got a mock draft. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. You did not sound excited at all, Rick. I didn't. That the mock oh, draft was today. You were like mock draft.
1: I, I see. I I didn't mean for that to come out. Like, like that, you, you. I am pumped.
0: Let's just pretend that you know it's not draft week.
1: It is draft for us. Yeah,
0: for us. For us. Well, m- majority of people do. For some reason, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit later this week. Maybe next. Maybe it's gonna be next week this for week, a lot of people yeah. because uh, the NFL season is like uh, one week later than it normally starts. Yeah. Not because of COVID, but because of uh, Labor Day being on a weird day. Anyway, welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. As always, my name is Morgan Colby, and as always, I have Rick Lemon with me. What's up? We got some stuff to get into in this episode, obviously, as you heard in the intro. Mock draft, we're going to do another one this episode. I think we have four mock drafts to go before the season officially begins, and we start talking about random stuff. Uh, or not random stuff, planned stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um. And then we're going to talk about the news after that. Before we jump right into our mock draft, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, at TheFFChamps. And then you can follow our individual handles somewhere on the screen. You'll find them. uh, Instagram, at TheFantasyChampions. You can uh, like us at Facebook.com forward slash TheFantasyChampions. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform, be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below who you think won this mock draft. Um, At some point, we should do a mock draft together because I don't think we've done that.
1: Yeah, it's true. We haven't. It's more fun doing it against each other, though.
0: Um, The draft guide is live. It's been live for since the beginning of July, I think, right? Is that right? Yeah, um, Um, yeah, I think so. It is twenty five dollars. It's got full rankings, breakouts, bust, player draft values, breakdowns, a lot of stuff. We just updated some of the content in the draft guide, so be sure to check it out. Buy the draft guide Uh, for the last for uh, I think I think Friday we're gonna make Friday the deadline for buying the draft guide and getting entered into our listener league, and then we are gonna send out invites probably Friday or Saturday uh to get into the listener league so be sure to keep an eye out for that but this is your last week to buy it and get into the drawing for the listener league um and then be sure to tell your friends
1: yeah make sure you tell your friends let's, if you uh if you think you have a chance against this, of
0: course. yeah that's not it <laughs> uh let's jump right in um well see they're they're listening to all of our strategies so uh, i've already had a couple true. people in our league our home league be like. Oh, should I just go on your website and buy your draft guide so we can beat you this year? And I'm like, I'm not sure how that's how it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would probably help. Them. <laughs> You'll
0: know who I, we like, but that's yeah. like ninety percent of the industry. So, <laughs> um, let's jump right into a mock draft. We are going to do uh, turn picks in this in this draft uh, mock draft today. Twelve team half PPR as normal, um, but we're going to draft at the turn and see what we can get. Uh, for rosters, because, uh, you know, drafting at the turn or at the end of the first round or at the beginning of the first round is a lot tougher than drafting in the middle. Um, I feel like you have a lot less strategy to go on. Um, more specifically, because you really just have to take the guys that you like, because there's what, 20 picks in between what, you know, your next pick is or 24 picks or whatever. So yep. that's what we're going to be doing this episode. Um, let's get started with the mock draft and hit the begin. I am on the clock. There's no other name that you should um, take besides Saquon Barkley. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey.
1: Did you see the stat about um, somebody tweeted that if McCaffrey, if you take away all like 19 of his touchdowns last year, he'd still be the RB one by like 40 fantasy points in PPR. There's no
0: way. Yeah. There's no it was, way.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: See now uh, for for Christian McCaffrey, I do think that he's going to come down to earth earth this year because he what I think was Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he, Aaron Jones had 290 fantasy points through 17 weeks, and he had like 417, I believe, in half PPR. So that yeah. is totally believable that 19 touchdowns getting taken away is like, but that's 120 fantasy points. So I don't know how that makes any sense. Maybe it wasn't PPR.
1: And it, it was PPR. It okay, PPR.
0: Um, but McCaffrey coming off the board is, is gonna at 10 oh, I've never seen a fantasy year where the 101 has been so much of a sure thing. Usually, there's like somewhat of a question. McCaffrey uh, yeah. McCaffrey's the obvious, uh, I think one-on-one at this point, I am a little bit more concerned this year than most years taking Christian McCaffrey just because of the change of offensive situation. And I think how much they're going to utilize him in the passing game and the rushing game is going to be regressed a little bit. Um, but I don't think that's going to hurt him. Like you said, if it hurts him, it'll, he'll probably finish with 350 fantasy points. So I don't think, I don't think there's a chance that he doesn't finish in the top two. And if Saquon Barkley outdoes him, he just outdoes him. So that's that's the reality. Um, after my pick, you had Kamara, Michael Thomas, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Devontae Adams, Adams, Tyreek Hill, and then Rick's pick.
1: Yeah. Um, is this, so this is half PPR? Right? Half PPR, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's very tempting to take Clyde here, but I think just ahead of Clyde in my rankings, I have both. Miles Sanders and Nick Chubb Um, so I think that running back core is very solid to have one too yeah Um, but it was tempting to take Julio there and it was tempting for me to take
0: Clyde so I moved my rankings around recently and I might I might change them again Um, I think as of right now I have Nick Chubb Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry behind Miles Sanders Um, okay yeah and I also have Clyde, I think, ahead of those two as well.
1: Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I'm higher on Nick Chubb <clears throat> than you are. I'm very high on Nick Chubb. Yeah,
0: I think the more I hear about stuff out, out from, from Cleveland, I get the more nervous I get um, just based on the fact that Kareem Hunt's there and he was very bad over the course of the second half of the year last year. And I don't think he's going to suck by any means but I just think that Kareem Hunt's going to get a lot more work than I think anyone anticipates. So um, like I said, I still think he's going to get like 18 carries a game, but <laughs> I just, yeah. it just depends on the opportunity for me. I don't, I don't really, that style of running back, like not that he's not a good pass catcher, but that style of running back that just sits there and, you know, rushes it like Derek Henry for a 90% of the game. I, I just mm-hmm. don't, that's not And half PPR and PPR, that's, not a super appealing I pick think to me. I'm
1: I'm definitely with you, but I am very confident in Nick yeah. Chubb's abilities in the situation that he's in, for that mm. offensive line this year as well. That I think, and Kevin Stefanski, that I believe that he's going to be this year's Derrick Henry. Yeah, where he doesn't need the password because he's going to be that good on the ground.
0: Fair enough. Um, I yeah, I probably would have taken Clyde at what is it two one? Yeah. I mean, it would
1: have been him or Clyde for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, Drake came off at 2-2. He has skyrocketed um, from the end of the second round to the top of the second round in industry mocks. So that is an interesting development. Julio Jones at 2-3, and then Mahomes, Clyde, uh, Aaron Jones, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, uh, Travis Kelsey, and then Lamar Jackson all came off the board. We get two quarterbacks and a tight end coming off in the second round here. Right. Uh, interesting little development yeah
1: usually I mean that's been happening,
0: so i'm gonna be honest, I have not done any mocks with the first overall pick, mm-hmm. and my goodness it's not great no you're you're left with virtually nothing here not so not I'm, nothing there's a lot there um so sure. go, what were you gonna say sorry, I was talking over you
1: I know we hate like taking tight ends early, but George kills are very tempting here. For me, at least, I don't think it is for you.
0: But. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I, I like Kenny Galladay, but if you go that approach, because you're at the turn, it's a little bit easier to go with the wide receiver in the second, or sure. you know, y- you can go running back, wide receiver here, and not like everyone's like, oh my god, go running back, wide, re- you know, running back, running back, then wide receiver. You got to go heavy running back early and all that stuff. So it's like if you're at the turn here, it's it's fine. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look until my next pick and see what guys I actually want and then take them. So uh, don't laugh at me if there's some reaches. I think you got to go Galladay here at 212. Sure. And I then a... go ahead. Uh, make a pick. Oh
1: man! I have a guy in mind. I don't, I don't
0: want to take, wanna take James Conner, but I feel like I should.
1: No, I wouldn't. I would not take James Conner here.
0: I feel like all the running backs are just a giant reach.
1: I mean, you could take Conner here. Like, it, it, it you're it, it, you're right. At this point, you're taking a running back that, like, one of those guys in the middle of the third round. The third round is just filled with a bunch of running backs that are filled with question marks.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pretty
1: much just picking the guy you want. So if it is Conner, it's Conner. Uh, I'd probably lean Fournette or Todd Gurley if I were to. Yeah,
0: I'll take Fournette
1: yeah I hate it, but think, I'll
0: take fournette.
1: I think I think it's a solid pick though.
0: So I was thinking about fournette uh, today more specifically, and I, I put out a tweet about him um because there has been for th- this is a consensus hate among the big Titans in our industry of Leonard fournette. they all seem to be really afraid of a thirty yep. year old running back who hasn't completed more than eleven games in a season since two thousand and sixteen.
1: Yeah, don't don't be afraid of Chris. Chris Thompson is going to take some targets from Fournette, yeah. but it's not going to be enough where he should be getting as faded as he is right now.
0: To give you the whole story about that, Jay Gruden is the, I don't know if he's the, he's the new offensive coordinator for Jacksonville. Yep. And um, he comes in and he was the head coach for Washington last year. He comes in now as Jacksonville's head coach and he brings Chris Thompson with him. That is a majority of the worry for people. Um, I think you're justified if you're sitting there looking at Jacksonville and saying they're not going to be a good offense. You know, I don't think Leonard Fournette's going to get any better. You know, you look at the, like we always talk about, the positive touchdown regression that we're, we're seeing, that he's going to per, he's going to get a lot better in that area, maybe score six to ten touchdowns instead of the three he had last year because he was that bad. Uh, Jacksonville was horrible last year offensively, so they're going to get a, a little bit better this year just automatically. Um, but how much that affects Leonard Fournette's value, it remains to be seen. You're like, does it does it affect him enough to be like maybe four to five more touchdowns, w- which I think it four to five more touchdowns that would make up for the receiving work that he loses from Chris Thompson. If that happens, he's still an RB nine. He's still like the, you know. He's still like the, a top ten, top twelve running back in fantasy football. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think that there's any real realm where that happens. But I mean, we have people projecting him at one eighty five, so it's like that's a little, a little low, low for me. Yeah. Uh, um, after Fournette, we had Carson Bell, Connor Kittle, Gordon Evans, Thalene, Cooper Johnson, and uh, Cup.
1: Man, Mike Evans is falling, huh?
0: Wow, he fell that far? I don't far? think he's...
1: I honestly don't even think he's a bust if he's going there.
0: At 3-7. In right? that range, Yeah, you know? I was like, he thought he fell to you at your pick. I'm like, yeah, right, dude. <laughs> um,
1: He did not fall to me, but somebody who I suggested you might take a, a 3-1 did, and that's Todd Gurley. Um, I'll gladly take him at the end of the third, almost fourth round. Yeah. And then for my second pick, I... Can probably I, there's a lot of good receivers here. It's tough. I like I like AJ Brown. I like Calvin Ridley. I like Allen Robinson, and I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I like all of those guys. Yeah. Um, but the guy who I have the highest in my rankings and I continue to take him is Juju Smith-Schuster. But um, you you can't go wrong with any of those guys. And as you can see here, there's a big run on wide receivers.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like having a oh DJ Moore, you little sniper there four nine. But
1: hey, Rob Feldy, wow. And Robert
0: Woods. Oh God! Now I got to decide. I might take both. Um, So the big thing for I put I I put on another tweet. I think it was last week about ranking Juju Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson. Um, I think it's Robert Woods and one other guy. AJ Brown was it? I think. Um, But it's been really hard for me to figure out which guy I really like because you know I'm I'm like you know, they're all going in the fourth round. So it's like, if you're at yep. the beginning of the fourth round, you're sitting there thinking like, okay, which wide receiver do I want to take at this point? And it's like, you know, at this point, I'm kind of TJ Moore is at the top of that list. Um, Juju's three for me right now. Some guys I was in love with earlier in the off season, I'm kind of like falling a little bit. I, it's not like I dislike them. Like I really still like them, but they're a yeah. little bit, as I find out more information about certain things, like, what scares me about Juju is the fact that he's his arm could just, like Ben Roethlisberger's arm could just be garbage this year. I
1: see that doesn't concern me though because I think even if it is, yeah, like how garbage, because even if he's not the same player, he's still going to be an upgrade over Dak Hodges, you know. That's or true. An
0: upgrade over, but if he just like is is to that point, and where he's
1: completely completely garbage, which I don't think he will be. But Juju just ends
0: up really like he good. was last year, <laughs> which yeah. is not good. So, I mean, there's baked in risk, like, but at a, at, at, in the fourth round, fifth round, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Um, so at my pick, I think, I think I'll just, these, these guys are at the bot are at somewhere around the bottom of my list. So I'll take a Rob and Robert Woods.
1: That's, like, that's a great wide receiver doing get at the end of
0: the fourth, yeah. early fifth. I'm I mean, at, at this point, you're not really going to get much in terms of running backs in the fifth and sixth round. There are some running backs in the sixth round that are definitely there, but I really would be hesitant on drafting a lot of them. You know what I mean? Like one of the running backs might fall to me, but like there's just literally nothing available at this point at the running back position enough so that you can get production like usually at this point in the draft i'm like okay what kind of breakout running backs can we get but because of the way everyone's drafting it's just not turning out that way um beckham murray hilton lockett Diggs mostert allen marquise brown dj chark and terry mclaurin all came off the board following my pick
1: so this is why you take running backs early Mm -hmm. because you look at the fourth round and the fifth round and the amount of talented wide receivers that are there yeah i mean Unfortunately, the last guy that on my list that I really wanted just went. I was hoping Chark or McLaurin would follow me to be my wide receiver too. Yeah, um, they did not. Can you believe Hollywood Brown's going in the fifth round right now? That is a bit much. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't think it's a bad. I, I'm, I'm like struggling between because uh, the Hollywood's being hyped, and and I don't know if he's good enough to be a starter. And like if you're taking him yeah, in the fifth yeah. round, he's a starter.
1: I mean, I remember like a few weeks ago when he was going round. in the, um, yeah. seventh, eighth round, it was like, yeah. that's a solid pick. But now in the fifth right, round, right. I think that's just too early. Um, for me, I think, you know, I already have Nick Chubb. So not only is he a good player fantasy wise, but he's also in the same handcuffs. So I'll take Room Hunt. Yep. And then for my wide receiver too, it's tempting to go AJ green here. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like with the T Higgins news lately that he's kind of, uh, that all that stuff coming out of training camp with T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. So it feels like A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd are going to be the two main wide receivers. Yeah, um, I do really like Devontae Parker, who's a little lower uh, for this year. And I do still like Courtland Sutton a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I'll take A.J. Green. I'll take a flyer on him here. Uh, okay. I, I, I have been moving A.J. Green a little up. I really didn't like him early on, but... Uh, the more that he, it feels like he's healthy and ready to go. And uh, yeah. with the T. Higgins stuff, I'm more confident.
0: Yeah, the the news more recently, I don't think it's in our news today, but that T. Higgins, um, he hasn't even reported yet, I guess, mm-hmm. or something of that magnitude. Um, he's he's essentially going to have no role this year, I would, right. I would think. Um, rookies are already having a hard time getting acquainted with the offense in general. Um, and there are certain players that just aren't going to get you know reps year one so um after your pick you had russell wilson cam Akers, deandre swift Dak prescott darren waller uh watson sutton brandon cooks ronald jones and marlon mack i was hoping rojo would fall in my pick i was hoping
1: i really does what'd you say going up boards too
0: oh Uh ronald jones which is surprising considering they shot they signed Lashawn mccoy I think I it's because Maybe. of uh, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is usually a straight shooter with the media, so what he says is usually gospel. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm not really a huge fan of Parker, uh, just because of the the fact that there seemed to be like you had Alan Hurd, who they brought in, um, you had uh, Preston Williams, and then you also had Albert Wilson. Like who all of them are out? They, all of them aren't really great receivers, but they're enough to kind of pull maybe a little bit of work from Devontae Parker. I'm
1: pretty um, sure Alan Hearns and uh,
0: those Alan, are two of them Alan Herds and Albert Wilson opted out. Okay. So that leaves Preston Williams and Devontae Parker on a team that has literally no one else at the receiver position. Okay. Um, so I, I don't think that is a bad pick. I just don't think, I think last year was an outlier year for Devontae Parker, and, you know, he might not produce that same thing again. Um, I think a 1,000 yards and, like, five, six touchdowns is not out of the realm of possibility for Parker being the feature guy, but I don't think a wide receiver seven finish is going to happen again. I think he's more like a mid-to-high-end wide receiver two. So, I mean, getting that in the seventh round, like, or six, late sixth, early seventh. It's great, it's great. It's great value. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Debo though. I'm gonna take Debo, yeah. Debo Samuel, and then I'm gonna take J.K. Dobbins. Wow. Um, d I you know what I I like the upside of Debo. I think that what you're getting from Devontae Parker is a floor play. Um, you're not gonna get much of a ceiling out of him. Like there's other players. Like if he had the ceiling of Allen Robinson or Juju Smith Schuster, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, he'd be going in that round. Um, but he doesn't have that ceiling. So, and I already have a floor play in Robert Woods that I drafted at five, one. So I'm not, I'm not looking for, you know, another wide receiver that has a good floor. I'm more or less looking for a guy that might break out. And even though there's reports that Debo might play week one, it's sketchy, but he might might play week one. Um, I would hope that he misses one or two weeks, but the fact that people just are straight up ignoring Debo at this point is yeah. crazy. Um, because he's gonna be red- we've already talked about why we thought he was gonna be good before he got hurt. You know, he has sure. he has a good rushing floor, he's the number one receiver for you know the 49ers. He has a chance to do really well with the 49ers this year as the future wide receiver, and to get him in the sixth or seventh round is a great value for him more specifically. Because he doesn't have to be a starter on your team week one, um, yeah. So I think I think you can get him, hold him on your bench for a couple of weeks, and then and then as soon as he comes in, you'll see what kind of value you're going to get out of him. Um, if the pick doesn't work out, you know, I mean, I don't think the seventh round and the eighth round has been really tough for, <laughs> for players at this point. So uh, I would I would just take Debo, and then J.K. Dobbins like his upside. Um, he goes usually in middle of the seventh, late seventh, maybe, you know, if he falls to the eighth round. Um, but I like the upside of JK Dobbins this year. Um, I don't think he's a fantastic pass catcher. I don't think anybody believes that, but, um, there's reports that he, you know, we'll talk about that in the news later that he wants to be the starter that he has been fighting for that. Um, and I think that they might be a little more reserved on Ingram until the playoffs because he's 30 years old.
1: Sure, man. I love Debo. I do, but I probably would have taken Parker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I like both guys, so I can't hate. After
0: that. my pick, Landry, Parker, Gronk, uh, Breeze, Ingram, Gallup, Will Fuller, Edelman, and Rogers. Oh, as long as, uh, as well as uh, James White came off the board.
1: Yep, um, I already took AJ Green. Might as well get the other Cincinnati receiver, and get Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd in the late seventh, early eighth round.
0: Yeah, that's a really solid
1: value. Um, he's somebody who could be a wide receiver too this year. So getting this late is pretty good.
0: I want to see your thoughts and on this next pick because I see a man's that is sitting there, but I don't know if you're going to take him.
1: Is it Jordan Howard? No. I don't know who, who, who you would
0: just, just take your me. pick and I'll I, let you know if no it's it.
1: <laughs> There's nobody here that I'm like excited. This about. is
0: literally what I've been doing uh, in the eighth round in every mock.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know you're a big Deontay Johnson guy. He's kind of there. Uh,
0: You'd have to redraft him or me, Cole Hardman.
1: Honestly, in redraft, I kind of like Marvin Jones a lot. Um, that might be a slight reach. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd probably name Marvin Jones here. I don't mind Matt Breda either or Jordan Howard, one of those two guys. Yeah. You're taking a flyer on slate mm-hmm. um, for a chance to be the starting running back. Carry on Johnson, too, is somebody who. Uh, I think it would be solid because I think he's going to start the year as a mm-hmm. starting running back at least. Right. Um, I think if you want to take a quarterback here, there's some two solid options, but I'd rather just wait on the quarterback. So I am going to take Marvin Jones. It is a little bit of a.
0: That's fine. I, when you're at the turn, you got to reach sometimes. Yeah. Um, Jordan Howard, the
1: that you had in mind.
0: I was. I wanted you to take uh, Josh Allen in the eighth.
1: <laughs> I thought about it.
0: Yeah, that's I that's, that's literally. And almost it, no matter where I draft, pick one through twelve in the eighth round, literally nothing is available. Like Jordan, I think Matt Breda is a decent eighth round pick. Sure. Um, a lot of people want to do Jordan Howard, but right now the reports out of Miami uh, today was the first padded practices. By the way, yeah. Um, we recorded this on Monday, so uh, which is exciting. But anyway, the reports out of out of training camp are that and and I guess you could say now the preseason. Um, or that Jordan Howard, his role remains to be seen with Miami. So I don't really That's know what that means for Jordan Howard. Um, the I don't know why they signed him. That's the or they they signed him right? They didn't trade for him.
1: Yeah, I believe they signed him. So
0: they the trade big the big thing with Jordan Howard at this point is that the the style of offense that Miami is going for with Chan Gailey is like this slinging high-flying offense that they, you know, with with uh, at some point Tua and, you know, the speedy players that they have, they want to kind of speed the offense up, I would think. Um, yeah. And Jordan Howard doesn't really fit into that. He's more of like a grinding, you know, running back that doesn't really have much pass-catching ability. So I think Matt Breda fits into that very well. Um, almost every season – I don't know if you knew this, but almost every season he has one run where he just completely torches the field and he's like rated as the fastest run. He has the fastest run in almost like every season since he came into the NFL.
1: It's ridiculous. He's
0: extremely fast when he gets to top end speed. So he's not the fastest running back in the NFL, but he always has like a ridiculous run where he gets up to top speed extremely quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think he fits Miami's offense a little bit better. I don't know what the opportunity looks like there. But those are the only two guys I really look at as far as skill positions besides Deontay Johnson in this round. that I'd be like, yeah, definitely want to take that guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Which is why I've been going Josh Allen or another quarterback consistently in the eighth round, just because there's no one else available. Um, Some some leagues in the eighth people fall. So I'm like, let's just, you know, you're fine. But anyway, Um, if you see Sonny Michelle in your draft, do not draft him. Stay far away from that man's.
1: I tried all your. I tried all your. You to pushed make a case
0: him. For Sony. It's not even. It's not even like Sony is bad. It's just like his foot and yeah, Lamar Miller. These two yeah. big ones. I think I'm gonna take. Um. I think I'm gonna take Michael Hardman here first. I like Hardman. Um. Yep. I think you know as far as the upside is concerned for him, I I don't know if he has unless Sammy Watkins kind of gets cut. Or traded, or you know, he doesn't really play for the team at all this year, or he gets hurt again. Like Hardman's not really going to have a maximized role. But I think there's there are certain situations where Michael Hardman can be a good play just because of the way that Kansas City plays the game of football. Um, I've been struggling with the Alexander Madison situation a lot because I feel like this is just far too early for Alexander Madison. Like it it it's kind of Absolutely. a it's kind of like a extremely risky like.
1: I mean, even if you have Dalvin like, Cook, I
0: feel like I was gonna say ceiling team. play, but I'm like, it's a, it's an extremely risky handcuff because it's not worth for, it for
1: this for this early in the draft. Yeah.
0: So, I'm not I'm not pumped on him either. Um, I think, I think I'm gonna have to reach for this pick. I'm gonna have to reach. Okay. For, um, let's see what we got here. Um, nothing. Darius Slayton, maybe. I don't, I'm not excited on that.
1: No, I don't um, mind that,
0: but. I think I'm going to take Christian Kirk.
1: I was hoping he'd follow me.
0: <laughs> I sniped
1: you. you it
0: of what, what is it, 11 picks in between us, and I sniped you. Um, Sony Michelle, Alexander Madison, Latavius Murray, Darius Slayton, Carson Wentz, uh, CD Lamb, Jared Cook, Tyler Higby, and um, Tom Brady, as well as oh, San Francisco 49ers defense. I should have just turned them off. <laughs> Freaking defenses. And now it's your pick nine, twelve, and ten. I think we're gonna go with thirteen rounds here, even though this four we'll, we'll just do fourteen and fifteen real fast. I forgot to take the last two rounds up, folks.
1: <laughs> um this one's interesting for yep. me. Um
0: I'm telling I'm you, these eighth, ninth, Stafford and tenth here. round is Although that's I not wouldn't bad mind not bad
1: continuing to wait and just take yeah. Cam Newton in the next round because I I really like Cam Newton this year, and I think you can continue to get value in, like, the ninth, 10th round, but there's really not much here on the board. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind Daniel Jones here. Like, that's what I was thinking about doing, getting Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones and Cam Newton. But I think Matt Stafford is – I mean, we've talked about him before. I I really like Matt Stafford for this year. Yeah. Um, This next one's tough. This next one's really tough. I'm going to go – I'm going to go Antonio Gibson. And I know (sighs) – it feels a little early. Don't do it. And I know there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people that are very down on him right now because there's so many people high on him with the initial theory sky news. But I agree with a lot of those people where – don't expect Gibson to be the workhorse or anything like that. I think yeah. Adrian Peterson will probably get the majority of the carries. Even um, Love might get a lot of carries with Washington as well. Yeah. Um. But they're going to use all three guys in their own game. They will. Uh, we've heard the Christian McCaffrey comparisons with Ron Rivera. So Ron Rivera likes him. He drafted him at the top of the third round as well he's gonna be used in the slot as well that's the big thing with gibson he's gonna get a lot of targets this year yeah and if he can get like 80 to 100 carries with like eight like 70 targets like he's gonna be a ppr and half ppr machine uh, even if it's gonna be kind of ugly because he's not gonna be crazy in either category yeah but he's a chance to be like listed as a running back um and still gets a lot of targets and if he can just get at he doesn't need to get 150 carries. Like he just needs like 80 to hundred, 120 yeah, carries yeah, 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 in that yeah. range to be fantasy relevant. So I, I'm it's,
0: the risk the He's out. a, he's, I mean, 10th round risks are not, are not bad. Um, what are your thoughts on Daryl Henderson?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, he was somebody who I probably would have also taken it there. I just, I'm so like, and I don't want to be a part the Rams of the backfield
0: is gross, but yeah, it's not it's like so you have gross. to spend a risky pick on them. Like, I like think, what is Cam yeah. Akers? Cam Akers went, is he he's still on the board? He went in the sixth round. Like oh. I would 100 million times more take me to Daryl Henderson in the 10th round than Cam Akers in the sixth. And like Daryl Henderson has been taking first team reps. He's been, talked about in as the first player that they want to use and so they might be talking about a three running back rbbc but i think if one of these guys runs away with yeah. the freaking spot they're gonna they're gonna so give todd Gurley like work i do think
1: henderson's gonna run i don't away think with the job though
0: daryl henderson is is innately extremely talented but i don't think yeah. todd Gurley is innately extremely talented either so i think that you know, okay.
1: I get, I get your argument. Cam, Avery, I Cam... Gurley is much better than Daryl Henderson.
0: Though. I think Gurley's much better than Daryl Henderson. I, f- I, freaking agree with you there. I just mean like he's not. Yeah, he's not he's like. Not like a I don't. If you had to choose ready. ten talented running backs in the him. NFL, Gurley would be like twelve. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I mean, I think he's good, but he just relies on that offensive line. Like Barkley didn't even need an offensive line. You could run out. No, Daniel Jones to block for him, and he'd be all right.
1: He's not like the prospect yeah, type yeah, player yeah. that.
0: Yeah, But anyway, like I even think a
1: Jonathan Taylor. you
0: have Cam Akers, who's the rookie, you know, on a COVID year, if we want to call it that. Sure. And um, and I think that the big problem that you have with him is that he's going to have to is a sixth round pick. A, it's way too much. But B, he's going to get uh, he's, he's going to have to get a lot of like work in training camp and stuff like that to kind of just become accustomed to the offense. I think Malcolm Brown is still there. He's going to get work obviously, but I think this is going to be a timeshare between Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers is probably going to be the third down back or come in in certain moments. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know that he's going to be ridiculously used, uh, but I think if you're talking about a guy who knows the offense, a uh, younger running back, who's better than Malcolm Brown, I would say Daryl Henderson's the guy and on the off chance that they just say, Oh, Daryl, Daryl Henderson gets all the work, you know, first three weeks of the season, then, you have a decent play. I don't think he's going to be that great, but you know he's not a bad play. Whether he's third round pick, right? They used on him. Yep. Yeah. So that's decent uh, capital. He's like
1: top of the third round.
0: But if you're in this round, like I, I personally am avoiding Gibson. That's just me. Okay. So I'm yeah, not, I mean
1: a lot of people are. I just I really like the upside of his receiving game. There's
0: yeah, I just like, don't know that I don't know how much they're going to use him this year. Like, there's even like they drafted a running back in like the fourth, fifth round last year, um, Bryce Love. Love, yeah. And um, Love, yeah. and I think that he's gonna get some work. I mean, there's some rumors floating around that Gibson might get the Darius Guys role. I I just don't. I just he like reminds me of guy. Darwin Thompson a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gibson. Gibson for one, he's a higher draft, much pick, higher, much higher draft. Gamble. Yeah, and two. It, it, this is ron rivera's guy they drafted gibson ahead of a lot of mm-hmm. talented running backs which i I believe he was drafted ahead of zach moss who's yeah. just off the board in our draft right right, like right. He, the, he he was their guy in washington so that's why i mm-hmm. i really like gibson but i do he's somebody who could backfire and like i agree that he's not going to get like a lot of rushing work
0: i'm like not going to judge that. you it's a 10th round pick with nobody in the round <laughs>
1: Yeah. Daryl Henderson was probably my second option.
0: though. I, I would say for second. me, it would be if you were to rank the running backs in this particular round or the, the running backs that I would take in this round, it would probably be Daryl Henderson, Zach Moss, and then Antonio Gibson. Never.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, <laughs> Man. At my pick, I would probably will take uh, at 10, 12, I'm going to take Chase Edmonds. Um, Chase Edmonds was, Chase Edmonds was ridiculously good uh, in the absence of both Kenyon Drake and um, David Johnson. David Johnson, yeah. So I take him more like I was just ragging on Alexander Madison as being too high of a play, but. Um, I actually think that there's a chance there's, you know, in the off chance. See, I'm a Kenyon Drake guy. You know, I am. I take him in the second round, think he's going to be a breakout guy. A lot of people sure. have an opposing opinion some, that yeah. Kenyon Drake is not going to be consistent. He's not going to be good and that Chase Edmonds might over not overtake him, but it might end up being both of them being used in the backfield or if Kenyon Drake does end up getting hurt for some, you know, it some ridiculous situation. Chase Edmonds ends up being the feature back. So obviously he's a handcuff slash upside play at this point in the 10th round. There's no running backs anyway. So, you know, it's a what the heck moment. Sure. And then uh, for my other pick, I think I'm going to I think I'm I think I'm going to go down the board a little bit and get myself some Cam Newton.
1: <laughs> Dang, love good it.
0: Pick. Love it. Um, we didn't even say the players in between. Oh. your pick. I think it keeps skipping that. Um, Hayden Hurst, Keyshawn Vaughn, Daryl Henderson, Daniel Jones, a Baltimore Ravens D, uh, Henry Ruggs, Tony Pollard, Sammy Watkins, Zach Moss, and Jerry Judy came off before my Chase Edmond picks and then after my Cam Newton pick. Cohen, Steelers D, Pates, uh, Pat's D, Sterling Shepard, Bills D, uh, er- Adrian Peterson, John Brown, Justin Jefferson, who I'm assuming you went, oh, for. And Noah Fawn, Baker Mayfield came off the board. <laughs>
1: I have not gotten Justin Jefferson in like a single mock draft we've done. I really never, want him. Never. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, we're at the point where there's not. There's still actually some really solid value, I think, at the wide receiver position, but at the running back position, it's completely dead. This
0: and, is which not, is
1: why you want to get your running backs early. This is not um, breaking
0: news, but the uh, Kansas City Chiefs announced that they're going to run their stadium at 22 percent capacity for fans.
1: That's higher than I thought. Okay, that's not bad. Um, I'm surprised they're yeah. even
0: going to let fans be in the. I know that's like I'm. That's I'm. I like it. I'm excited. Yeah,
1: but it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, for me, easy pick for here. I'm taking Jameson Crowder. I mean, we've talked about Crowder all off season. Um, my second pick is where it gets interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind going off the board here and taking like a Brandon Ayuk. Who have Debo Samuel misses any They have time. been saying.
0: Uh, they've been saying about Brandi Ayuk. Uh, the team has come out and said that he's way ahead of where any of the rookie wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I mean, ever he could are. start the year off even as a rookie as the wide receiver one. I mean, yeah. who's? Uh, Jay, was it Jalen Hurds? I think the wide receiver, yeah, receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he got hurt today. His, broke his foot. Yeah, he, there's talks that he tore, They think he tore his ACL.
0: Oh, was it torn um, ACL?
1: Yeah. So. I mean, if Debo misses any time whatsoever, I I think Ayuk is going to get um, like a lot of work very early on. Uh, and Akeel Harry is an interesting uh, risk play here as well. Jalen Rieger, who I like, uh, especially if Alshon Jeffery starts here in the PEP.
0: Yeah, um, oh, you, you took your guy, James. but I am going to take Brandon right, Ayuk. Them. It is a
1: little off the board, yeah, but yeah, yeah, just for that potential gotcha.
0: upside early on. Uh, after you took Ayuk, Ho- uh, Hooper. Uh, Bears D, Justin Jackson, Chargers D, uh, Roethlisberger, Miller, Anthony Miller, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Golden Tate, Justin Tucker, and then Jalen Rager came off the board. And this is where I'm going to kill your soul with Mike Gesicki and T.J. Hawkinson oh, and back to again. back.
1: <laughs> I will always do it. I should. I knew I should have taken Hawkinson. I was. I was thinking you were about fighting
0: it, fight. it. You were fighting. it. Well, he'll
1: take one, and I'll yeah. just take
0: the other. Board. Um. I was in a draft and I I started kicking myself because um, somebody took Gesicki and then somebody took Hawkinson, right? It was a long draft and we were in the 10th round and Gesicki and Hawkinson were off the board. So I get to the 12th round. I'm like, who am I going to take? And then I just impulse picked Jonu Smith and I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, Noah Font's on the board. (laughs) I'm like a freaking idiot. It was an eight hour long draft and I freaking screwed that up.
1: Yeah, you did screw. That I gotta up.
0: take. I gotta take five minutes and think about it. You gotta um, take your time. For me, I'm like, at this point, a lot of people are like, I saw a tweet today. Uh, I actually liked it because I, I believe, like, I fully. He was basically saying like, don't take darts. You know, th- don't throw twelve darts on tight ends at the end of the draft. Just take one guy that you fully believe in. And um, you know, I'm like, I totally believe in the fully believe in part, but I disagree with the dart throwing. Like, I will throw as many darts on tight ends as I humanly can in the late rounds. because who are you gonna get? I mean, honest to God. Um, sure. so I I take Gasicki and Hawkinson here just on the pure fact that taking all the tight ends. Uh, yeah, I I want to I want to take as many of the breakout tight ends as I as I can, whether that's Noah Font, Mike Gasicki, T.J. Hawkinson, Johnu Smith. Like, I will take. Most likely take two tight ends in between rounds eleven to fifteen just because I, I want to see if I can get as many. To be honest with you, one of the guys will probably be cut before the season if you're in a kicker and defense league where you need you need a kicker and a defense. I don't draft them. So um it is what it is, but I will take both of them just as a shot in the dark. After my pick, Goff, Williams, uh, Damian Harris, Duke Johnson, Boston Scott, Nikhil Harry, DeAndre Washington, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Dallas Godurr, and uh LaShawn McCoy came off the board. Rick, what you got of your picks?
1: Um, honestly, if I was in the situation, I might not even draft a tight end. Uh, Interesting. Like and if what? I was actually playing here, and I would just try to trade for one before the season started. Interesting. Um, why don't you just then take then you Johnny? Pick up, pick up somebody undrafted, but I'll just take uh, Johnny Smith.
0: I will be here. open for trade negotiations post draft.
1: Yeah, uh, I will, I'll I'll let you know and then since you added kicker and defense I'm just gonna play it like it is kicker in defense. and defense I'm taking Harrison Buckner baby
0: oh my god dude
1: my guy
0: <laughs> you're crazy
1: I have had three straight years two straight years two or three straight years
0: I feel like you're just gonna do that in our draft just to have Harrison Buckner
1: take him in like the second round
0: yeah <laughs> Um, so for my f- <laughs> oh God, dude, you're you're a disaster um, I'm going to take Preston Williams Obviously, we talked earlier about Miami Having no wide receivers Now, here's my thing If you're in a draft And you draft Devontae Parker Do not draft Preston Williams If you are in a draft And you don't draft Devontae Parker Somebody else does You can draft Preston Williams But don't draft both of them Onto your same team You don't want to be stacking Miami wide receivers on your roster Please, for the not love even, of God
1: What if Tua comes in? and It's pretty uh, good
0: no, stop stacking. He's going to be like Kyler Murray. Well, no, he's not even going to be like Kyler. Uh, I'd take it. Anyway, don't do not do both wide receivers. Just choose one. It's like, right. it's like drafting Anthony Miller and Alan Robinson. It doesn't make any sense. Don't stack wide receivers on bad teams. Um, and then I'm going to go a deeper dive. I'm probably going to draft Preston Williams if I could find his friggin' name. You um, did no, dra- you I'm sorry, Paris Preston. Campbell. I meant to say Paris Campbell. Preston Williams and Campbell. Uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell shot in the dark late in the draft. Um, he's going to be the slot receiver, and uh, Philip Rivers loves slot receivers. Talked about him a million times, but I like him. Um, I'm not going to list off the players that got drafted because they're all kickers. And defenses. I was
1: just going to take Alan Lazard, too. Dang.
0: Wait, like, oh, you know did what? they I they guess snipe they just You just
1: got to draft a defense?
0: I just want to yeah, note um, that um, Burrow went 14 10. Would you be willing to take him in the 14th, 15th yes, round, Joe Burrow?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yes. I'm surprised absolutely. Kirk Cousin went. Uh, in the 15th
1: yeah I'd probably rather take um, let's see who's still on the board I'd rather take Jimmy Garoppolo over Kirk Cousins
0: yeah
1: I'd rather take Darden Minshew over Kirk there's some guys I'd rather take over Kirk Cousins to be honest but um,
0: there's only one guy that you need to take here and it's Price Love
1: right that would be logical
0: that would be logical
1: but since you made it kickers and defense I'm gonna draft the defense
0: because there's no logical decisions here in fantasy I'm taking the
1: Washington football team baby Chase Young
0: interesting <laughs> he's like chase young isn't, isn't he, he's not a rookie he? he's still, yeah he's a rookie yeah. um so i had cam newton christian mccaffrey leonard Fournette, kenny galladay alan robinson mike gosicki and robert woods as my starters then i drafted debo jk dobbins Michael hardman christian kirk chase edmonds tj hawkinson preston williams and paris campbell as my bench dang i like that how did, how did Allen Robinson, how did I get Allen Robinson and Kenny Galladay?
1: I don't know. That was Robinson following me. Uh, how did I snake that out? Um, yeah, I got Matthew Stafford, Miles Sanders, Nick Chubb, yeah. Juju smith A.J. Green, Jonu Smith, because you took two tight ends. Man. Todd Love Gurley, it. who I'm mm. very surprised almost fell in the fourth round. Harrison Buckner, Washington football team, baby. Mm. And then my bench, uh, who I think is pretty solid, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jung, Antonio Gibson, Jamison Crowder, and Brandon Ayuk.
0: Sounds good. Let's um let's go into our news for the show really quickly. Just blow through it. Um, before we get into the news, if let's jump into the news and then we'll conclude the show. Um, speaking on Wednesday, Frank Reich reiterated Marlon Mack is the starting running back, but the Colts were they're gonna ride the hot hand in the backfield? So this is like a backhanded Marlon Mack compliment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a he's gonna be the starter, but I'll tell you if 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 Jonathan Taylor starts running people over we're going to ride So it was funny cuz I was reading that somebody was doing analysis on that and they're like I really believe in Jonathan Taylor I think he's going to be really great. If he has a couple breakout games, he's going to be the starter. And I'm like, so wait a minute, hold on a second. He's got to have like two or three breakout games before you name him the starter? Like how impossible right. is that going to be without Marlon Mack getting hurt?
1: I mean, it won't be impossible, but it'll just take a while.
0: Yeah, this guy screams um, I, th- I originally thought this was J.K. Dobbins, but this guy screams Miles Sanders this year. He is yeah. um, from last year. He's a good pass catching back, better than Marlon Mack. He's probably a way better, more talented running back than Marlon Mack. Wait, yeah, he's yeah, super and so like guy. he's gonna get the work eventually. It's just a, it's a matter of way. I just think
1: people are undervaluing a guy who rushed for a thousand yards last year. Like it's Marlon true. Mack is going.
0: Like people act like he's
1: not even there. Like, if
0: you wanted to say DeAndre Swift was just going to outright take the job from from you know like a week I two, I believe that more than Jonathan. That, exactly, and I, like I think I Swift know. is going to be a bus. I think we got Swift in the news here, but like like this year, I think he's going to be a bus. I don't think he's going to be a bus long term. But I just I, I really don't like for Jonathan Taylor it's going to take him all season, and it's like at the third round, fourth round, it's totally not worth it to me. I've talked about this before. Fifth, sixth round for for Jonathan Taylor you want to do that do that i would much rather him much much rather him be a bench selection than having yeah. in my having having him in my starting lineup and
1: then like if you even if you want to do like like you want to draft chris carson yeah i think would be a good fit with taylor because once richard penny comes back there's gonna be question marks but for the first like half of the season yeah Even maybe not half the first like four or five weeks he's gonna be really good um right And if you have Jonathan Taylor on your bench And then once Penny comes back You could switch it up And Jonathan Taylor hopefully by then Will be getting more carries Yeah Like I like Jonathan Taylor I really do I think he's a super talented back I think he's better than Marlon Mack But when the first But people think he's just gonna walk in week one And get 25 carries He's not No Um, Marlon Mack is going to be the starting running back Until Jonathan Taylor proves he is better Which we all know he is But it's just a matter of when that happens I think people That could take three weeks That could take six weeks That could take
0: I think people underestimate the value of a veteran running back to uh, NFL coaches. The right. NFL coaches are not thinking in the box of fantasy football. They're not thinking in the box of this guy's extremely talented because we drafted him in the second They round. like both guys. They like both guys. They want to use Marlon Mack in that offense. He's going to be the starter because he's a veteran and they're not just going to hand it to the rookie. So it's going to take him a little while to develop. I don't even know if this year is going to be a good year for him in terms of getting production. Like I, I, I totally like understand the argument of Jonathan Taylor, like his sheer talent will just overtake Marlon Mack to start the season. Like I, I, that's very, that's within the realm of outcome. There
1: was a preseason too.
0: Oh, yeah. I, if we saw more, some of that stuff, I would. But like this is like last year when David Montgomery was getting drafted in the third, fourth round. And everyone was like, oh, my God, David Montgomery. Won but he those. actually had opportunity. Like he, we yeah. knew he was going to get the opportunity here. We don't know. Like, I understand Jonathan Taylor got drafted on a good offense and he's a talented running back and all that jazz. Probably but like, he's
1: better, better situation than David Montgomery when it comes to the team around him, but not in, the terms, not in terms of, of
0: opportunity. opportunity. Um, Josh Jacobs said that his goal is to catch at least 60 passes this season. Good luck with that, Josh Jacobs. I do think he probably will catch 40 to 50. If, if there's oh, if any consolation, if he does that, I mean, for the love of God, this, this is the only guy then that he, I'm dra- drafting in front of Miles Sanders outside of the top five.
1: <laughs> really,
0: I love Josh Jacobs.
1: I do really like Josh Jacobs. Um, yeah, if he can catch 60 passes this year, he, sh- he should be in the same conversation as like Kamara and been, like Dalvin Cook and like cooking yeah range.
0: In uh, in in great news for the NFL, this is such a slap in the face to the bubble. Now, they aren't uh, traveling yet, but this is a slap in the face to the NHL and the NBA bubble teams. I mean, they still are beating out the NFL on positive COVID tests with zero. <laughs> yes. But the NFL announced that COVID-19 positive test rate in the first two weeks of training camp is below 1%, which is there fantastic news. And yeah. no high-profile names, I think, have gotten COVID, so... That's right. great news. I don't know so, what they're doing inside locker rooms or anything, but whatever they're doing continue.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's a slap to the face to the bubble necessarily because the bubble works perfectly as well. No, but it's more honest. of a slap to the face to like major league baseball where they just like so, they didn't you have to have rules for the players. Like you can't just go out to the club Yeah. Like and just do whatever you want. Like you have to be very like I am going to be you, honest. If you decide to not opt out, you have to be conservative I
0: was, with yourself You the you were though. a baseball player uh uh-huh. I, I played baseball for 15 years. Yeah. And um Me too. we both played for a very long time and and we know how much of tool bags baseball players can be. <laughs> um Baseball players are idiots. I'll just say that. And uh I think I think believe it or not, players that get their heads smashed in every single week in the NFL have more common sense than than baseball players it feels, do. It
1: feels like they do. Yeah.
0: So I've also talked about many times how the how the MLB is just complete when people compare the MLB to the NFL, I think the MLB is just completely incompetent when it comes to anything. So yeah. just management wise, like I feel like even though people hate Roger Goodell, he's dang good at what he does and i think that the nfl will figure it out um it just comes down to when they start traveling to different locations and they're at they're in separate locker rooms i think the other thing is that major league baseball players are playing every single day as opposed to nfl teams where if you go and play a game one week like you know chiefs and texans are playing one week right the first game of the season Mm -hmm. they play and then you just cleanse the opposing team's locker room for an entire week and then you, you know, next team comes in and you can just keep it safer as opposed to like MLB where every single day players are coming in and out. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a firm rotation. So it's like, right. I feel like if people are positive for COVID-19, it's easier to track than it is in basketball, hockey or baseball, because there's not as many games happening all at once. So I don't think people have really thought about that for the NFL either, but a below 1% thing is great news. It is um, great news. So they're saying at camp right now for the uh, for the Chiefs uh, right now Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the featured back in practice. He's getting all the reps, which is not uh, not unsurprising.
1: Yeah, that, uh, but yeah. that's
0: good news. Uh, J.K. Dobbins plans to push for the starting role. We talked about that a little bit earlier. I
1: sure hope he is. Um,
0: I, yeah, I mean, yes, but I I think it's more or less the reality that. Um, He wants it. He wants the job. And it's like, I feel like some guys would come into that situation, go Mark Ingram is the starter and I'm complacent. You know what I mean? Whereas J.K. Dobbins is like, frick Mark Ingram, I'm coming for your job. Right. Which is great news. I I think at some point, like, I don't think he's going to pass Mark Ingram, but I think he's just, he's a very talented running back and he's significantly younger. I think at some point the Ravens are going to get him involved. That's why I like take him in the seventh, eighth round as like a, you know, flyer pick uh Debo has a chance of playing we referenced that earlier in week 1 but uh the head coach Kyle Shanahan's not counting on it so he's not expecting it to happen but he uh is okay right now with that with the, happening yeah with the possibility oh this is probably the best news of the week uh after f- freaking destroying his leg and almost literally almost dying Alex Smith yeah. has recovered and he's been activated by the Washington Football Team for football activities from the PUP list. So he can he could if Week One he can start, he can play. I don't yeah, know that they're going to have was, him play. No, probably not. But that is great news. That That's is great a news. great guy. I I hope he plays Week One because that would be sorry, Dwayne Haskins. I'm. <laughs> I don't
1: I don't think I think Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback. I think he's
0: the starting quarterback too. But uh, do you think so? If Alex Smith comes back right and. You know, he is, uh, if let's just say 80% of what original Alex Smith was. That's better than Haskins, to me. Um, does that improve um, Washington's team at all?
1: I think it's a little bit better than Haskins. I mean, we'll see what happens. If, if it's Haskins, like if Haskins, what we saw his rookie season yeah, uh, is what he is his whole career, then yeah, that is better than Dwayne Haskins. But Haskins is a very young quarterback. If he yeah. improves at all, I think he could probably be better than Alex Smith but I don't I don't really I think it is a slight upgrade like they could with that defense I mean there's a chance that they could be like yeah uh, compete for like a wild card spot
0: yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens with the skins Um, I do think they're definitely going with Haskins I don't think they expected Alex Smith to be back this fast what team was that? did I say the Reds yeah It's going to be all season. I literally, <laughs> it is going to be hard. Yeah. You should have just picked a name so I could sit there in my room saying it over and over and over just again. Say Washington, Washington football team, Washington football team, Washington football team. It's so stupid. Like this is such a cop out. Did you see that they hired um, the NFL's first African-American team president? I did not. So they went from being one of the most racist organizations in the history of the NFL in five minutes to like one of the most proactive progressive teams. It's so, <laughs> so funny. funny. I'm like people online were like, this is such a, I feel so bad for the guy. Cause I'm like, he legitimately probably earned the job. And uh, everyone's like, Oh, this is just a coin move. to so make uh, them look good. And I'm like, that's so not fair to yeah, the guy who's getting it the is job. Not fair, yeah. um, so it remains. So Daryl Bevel, the offensive coordinator for the lions. He said, it remains to be seen how the Deandre Swift fits in the offense. I would say friends don't draft DeAndre Swift in the sixth yeah. round.
1: Do you think that could also be the, like, a uh, they don't, that seems like he just doesn't want to talk about it. Meaning like yeah, yeah, that could be a good thing too. It could be a good,
0: thing. yeah, I guess. I'd,
1: Depends how you take. It sounds
0: to guy. me like he's saying, uh, Matt Patricia picked DeAndre Swift without my approval and I don't know what to do with him now. <laughs> it's kind of what yeah, it sounds yeah, like I don't to know.
1: me. I, I really love DeAndre. So I love him as a player too. But I agree with you that I think he's going to be kind of a bust this year, just because on People forget about Carrion. But if Carrion gets hurt at all, DeAndre, so I'm on the
0: train. And my favorite, I would say, my favorite news of the week was Alex Smith. But my second favorite news of the week is the Eagles' head coach said, Miles Sanders. Doug Peterson himself, the RBBC God, said Miles Sanders would be the guy in the backfield this season that they told him you're going to be the guy, dude, we're going to give you all the work. So to miles Sanders. Congratulations. You will be a top five running back in the 2020 fantasy football season.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so.
0: That, that is, that is one of the most exciting pieces of news I got this week. Um, That'll do it. Yeah, That'll do it for it. the. I, I can't ever find the button on the iPad to cue the show out. So that's just that. Uh, don't forget to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Like on the YouTube if you like the, uh, the video itself. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at theFFChamps.